Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Tuesday, November the 27th. Getting near December. Uh, you know what? I'm just thinking I'm kind of surprised that it's almost December, and I have not seen uh, very many Christmas-related things, like from, from lights on houses to uh, Christmas displays in stores. Then again, I don't go to a lot of stores, so maybe that's it. Still, maybe we're uh, we're pushing back a bit on that starting uh, Christmas crap in uh, November. Is that true? Probably not true. Probably I'm just not seeing it. Bah, humbug? Yeah. Okay, because it is a Tuesday, that will mean that it is a TV Tuesday here in the Liberal Cube. A television Tuesday. Uh, is that more specific? No, it is probably just as specific. If you uh, listened to last TV Tuesday, you will know that the Mrs. and I have finished watching Rescue Me. We watched uh, two episodes a week. It was six seasons, and it took us a very, very long time. So, we have started a new show called Dexter, which uh, probably you are all familiar with. If you are listening to a podcast about television, you uh, probably know uh, what Dexter is. If you are listening to a podcast and you don't watch TV, and the podcast is about television, well, that, uh, that is strange. You are, uh, you are a strange person, but I love you nonetheless. In fact, maybe it's not so strange. Maybe it's, uh, you don't want to watch TV, but when you're kind of standing around the old water cooler at the office, you want to talk about TV shows, well, listen to this, and you'll have things to say without actually having to watch TV. Huh? Huh, huh? That's, uh, that's pretty smart of you. Again, I love you. So, uh, last week, the missus and I got two episodes in. We do our, I guess you would say, my choices of television shows on uh, Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So, on Tuesday night, we watch episode one, and I was impressed. I, uh, I really dug it. For those of you who don't know, Dexter is a, again, this is me giving my thoughts and opinions after one episode, so so I don't know how, uh, I guess, accurate or, I guess you would even say, uh, correct what I will say is going to be. Oh, shit. Uh, almost forgot. That's something very important I want to do at the beginning of every show, which I think I may have forgotten sometimes, so apologies, is to say that there will most likely be spoilers. Because my sort of spoiler philosophy, I guess you would say, is that whenever I listen to a podcast, usually specifically about movies, I like it more when they don't try to uh, sort of censor themselves 
uh, and just uh, just talk about whatever the hell they want to. I like it from the listening point of view, and more importantly, <laughs> from my point of view, I like it from the talking point of view, because it makes it easier to not try to say, oh, I better not say this. Uh-oh. So I just say whatever the hell I want to. Uh, Dexter, Season 1, Episode 1. We are introduced to Dexter, the man himself, who, from uh, what I can gather so far, is a serial <laughs> a serial killer of serial killers, which is a very interesting premise. You could basically, I think, for... I'm just going to throw out a sort of... Uh, not a random number, but a number that is probably wrong, since I've only watched two episodes. I think you could do 75% of the show without uh, Dexter being a uh, serial killer. So by that I mean you could turn Dexter into a uh, cop, which he is actually a cop. He's a, uh, I don't know so much a cop as a, works for the police as a blood spatter expert. Uh, okay, so let's say Dexter is just a re- regular everyday homicide detective uh, and doesn't actually murder <laughs> anybody. That in itself could potentially at least be a show. Now that's a show that's probably been done many times and wouldn't be uh, terribly interesting. But what they do is throw in the added little uh, twist, the added bonus that when he comes across a serial killer, he will uh, turn up his crazy, because <laughs> he is pretty crazy, man. Uh, he'll, he'll crank his crazy up to 11 and uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, murder them in a uh, somewhat gruesome fashion. So that takes a what could be a regular show and turns it into a irregular show. Very, very good. Very impressed so far. It takes place in the city of Miami, which uh, apparently is a hotbed of, well, heat, because it's friggin' hot down there. Uh, Dexter seems to have a bit of a sweating problem. When I saw how much he was sweating, I thought maybe this is the first and second episode of the show, and maybe the guy who plays Dexter, what the hell's his name? Is it Michael C. Hall, I do believe? Maybe he was from, like, I don't know, North Dakota, uh, and wasn't used to the heat. So he came down to Miami to play this role, and he's kind of friggin' all of a sudden in one of the hottest places in the States. And uh, he's taken a little getting used to it, because he sweats through his shirts quite handily. Uh, which is not something you think you'd see in a serial killer of serial killers. You think he'd be, you know, cool, calm, collected, and not sweaty. So the way I think that, uh, I kind of have a feeling that this show is going to happen is that each season there will be sort of one main really bad, bad guy, let's call him, which is uh, something they always did on Buffy. There was sort of one, one, uh, one uber bad guy, I guess you would say. Someone who, who throughout the whole season was kind of the main bad guy. Um, 
behind every everything sort of going on, which uh, I have a feeling how this is how Dexter is going to happen. You're going to have this one main bad guy who, this is, a, I guess, a spoiler, uh, in the first episode would uh, chop up bodies and uh, they would be basically bloodless bodies, which for Dexter, who, as I mentioned, is a blood spatter expert, is not good for him. Uh, that being said, he was, like, fascinated, basically, on how this guy had done this, and seems to almost show a uh, sort of admiration towards this guy, which uh, is different. I guess if you're a serial killer, and you come across another serial killer that you're going to serial kill, uh, and he is good at his serial killing, then you may uh, develop a sort of a appreciation of that. That, uh, that doesn't boggle my mind. I am uh, going to stop here at Timmy's and get myself a coffee. Just a coffee today, because uh, I am dog-tied, boss. Dog-tied, as they say in the Green Mile. Green Mile, we're going to give 5 out of 5. Editing. 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 Okay, so... <laughs> um, yeah, what the hell. Uh, the... It seems that whenever I stop places while doing this podcast, just something weird happens. Uh, this one is not up there in the weirdness category, but uh, funny if you are very immature like myself. I, uh, if you are unfamiliar with Tim Hortons, you are probably not Canadian, because <laughs> they are friggin' a huge, huge coffee franchise. There's got to be millions of them. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but there's got to be thousands and thousands of these. Like, I drive by two of them on my way to work, and, like, I'm driving through country. Like, right now, I can see cows. Literally, there are cows in a field beside me. So, if that tells you anything, I bet you my wife drives by... She lives more in the... or works more in the city. She probably drives by five or six, maybe more than that. So they're, they're just huge. Anyways, I have, uh, I got a gift card for, uh, for them and uh, I wasn't sure how much was on it. So I, I gave it to the girl and said, I'm not sure how much is on this. I probably owe you a little more. And, um, she checked it and said, yeah, I need 69. <laughs> okay. She said 69 cents, but I, uh, I just heard that I need 69 and I may have at the very least, smiled and maybe giggled under my breath like a immature little boy. So, that's my story for today. Dexter, yes, Dexter, Dexter. So, in the first episode, we uh, meet the... We don't meet him. We meet the sort of what I'm going to call the uber season one bad guy. The sort of bad guy who will be, uh, at the very least, kind of behind the scenes in every episode. So what I think they'll do, like Buffy, is have this guy, but then each episode have another serial killer for Dexter to kill. Uh, a sort of not as bad serial killer. For example, in episode two, the serial killer was a, a serial drunk driver who had killed a bunch of people while drunk driving. So Although bad and, you know, evil, you could you could say, he's not going out and chopping up bodies and draining their blood. 
he's not doing that, at least. So, uh, that's what they always did on Buffy, that's what they seem to be doing on this, which means, to me, that this show is going to be pretty friggin' awesome, as Buffy's probably my favorite show. Uh, definitely top five. So, just to wrap up uh, talking about Dexter, after watching two episodes, now this may change, we're gonna, so far, give it a five out of five, it's very good. The missus said she really likes it. Ah, you know what? I think she even said she really likes it. Did she say she likes it or really likes it? I can't remember. But as long as she puts the word like into her description, that is like probably five stars right off the bat. We'll, uh, as the show progresses, today's Tuesday, so we'll be watching one tonight. We'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about it as it goes on and when cool shit pops up, I will bring it back here for you uh, in your ear holes. So, look forward to that. With bated breath? Mm, no, just regular breath is okay to look forward to it. Now, let's move on to the second show. This uh, is one I was going to talk about uh, last TV Tuesday, but ran out of time. It is a new show that the Mrs. and I started to watch. We, I think, like a lot of couples will sort of, when watching TV together, seem to, I don't even know if gravitate is the right word, just sort of flow into shows that are, uh, I don't think boring is the right word, just kind of uh, indifferent, maybe, is a word. Shows like uh, like a lot of, I think, couples will watch, a lot of couples will watch the Food Network, for example, just because it's the shows that you can't really say anything bad about. No, I don't know if that's right. Kind of a middle of the road, nothing, uh, nothing much to them. Fluff, yeah, that, that's kind of a good word. Like whereas I would watch if I was uh, by myself, I would watch you know Star Trek or Doctor Who, and she would hate that. Whereas she's with herself, um, she'd watch uh, Golden Girls or Real Housewives, and I would hate that. So we kind of meet in the middle. And watch these shows that are kind of, you know, in the middle. Anyways, this uh, show in particular may give you an idea of what I'm talking about, since I am apparently having difficulty describing it. The show is called uh, Four Houses. Uh, specifically, we uh, watched Four Houses Canada, which I assume is the Canadian version of Four Houses, which I guess is... Is there an American version? I actually don't know. It's it's kind of interesting, after saying that shows that we watch like this are boring, middle-of-the-road kind of shows. Uh, I, I didn't mind this one. I might throw it into the guilty pleasure category. What it is, is uh, four people will show off their houses to one another and all vote on uh, who has the best house. Basically, that's uh, you dumb it down, that's all it is. So very uh, materialistic, I guess you would say, which is not a great thing, but hey, not always a not great thing. One thing they do well is that the four people will always be very different, always very different personalities, and I think this episode in particular shows how different personalities will affect the look and style of your house, which, which is interesting. The, uh, the one that stands out the most for me was this uh, flamboyantly gay guy 
uh, probably in his 50s or 60s, who was uh, bald with gray hair, yet had the blackest, bushiest goatee that I have probably ever seen. <laughs> it totally, it looked like, uh, I think I even said to the missus, it looked like a triple was uh, on his chin, on his face. A big black triple. If you don't know what a triple is, oh, you poor, poor bastard. Um, just like a big, <laughs> I'll use something else, a big black, let's say, chihuahua. No, no, that's not fluffy enough. Just a big chunk of black hair kind of glued onto his face. So, that was funny. At one point, he also wore leather pants, which uh, also got a laugh out of me. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, he did win. He did have a very uh, a huge house, definitely. It was uh, sort of moving into that uh, gaudy look, though. Uh, I don't mean John Gotti, although maybe I do, too. Uh, sort of uh, gold everywhere and what have you. The uh, One of the other of the four was a guy, uh, an accountant, sort of your buttoned-downed, boring kind of dude, and his style reflected that. Everything was sort of uh, modern, clean, nothing really to write home about. Then there was a dumb blonde, I will call her, because, <laughs> oh man, the announcer on the show is actually very funny and basically tears all the contestants. A new one, which I enjoyed, especially this dumb blonde girl, who uh, lived in sort of just your typical suburban type house, kind of like where I live. And then lastly, they always seem, we've only watched maybe four, three, four episodes, they always seem to throw in one artist, one artist type. And uh, that was uh, the girl in this one, an older, older woman in this one. And she had a very weird, eclectic, I think would be a word to describe her house. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to see how different personalities have their houses. So it's not a bad show. It's not a great show. The show, I will give three, uh, 2.5 to 3 out of 5. I'm at work, folks, so I am going to go into the building and do some work. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Finished yet another work day. Ick. If you listened to yesterday's episode, you will know that I talked about how I do not like musicals. So, uh, there will be very little singing on the show. We left off this morning uh, talking about Dexter, mostly. And uh, one thing that I forgot to mention is that uh, Dexter had a was driving along, and uh, not so much as minding his own business, but was driving along, and someone threw a severed human head at his car. That, uh, to me, was an indicator that I will probably end up liking the show very much, because whenever severed heads are thrown, uh, <laughs> I get a perverse laugh out of it, apparently. So this whole other half of the show... I plan to uh, hopefully devote to two shows. The first being Doctor Who. Oh my god. Yes, 
Doctor Who, just the, the very thought of watching Doctor Who, uh, gave me a very slight, right there, uh, nerdgasm, which, if you are unfamiliar with, is a nerd orgasm, quite often called a nerdgasm. Doctor Who, uh, I came on board probably not a huge amount of time ago, like two years or one year ago, so I wasn't, uh, well, there's not many people who were there right from the beginning, because Doctor Who has been on and off the air since the 60s or even the 50s, I can't quite recall. I uh, did not jump on board and start watching episodes right from that era, because they are not uh, readily available. However, the uh, the franchise sort of, I don't know, uh, yeah, I think you could use the word rebooted in, I believe it was 2005, and um, I had always heard about it, being a fan of British shows. Um, Red Dwarf, I have on DVD, and I'm a huge, huge fan of that. So if you're a Red Dwarf fan, which is a British science fiction comedy show, you will hear of Doctor Who. Probably more people do it the other way, hear of Doctor Who first, and then go to Red Dwarf. So uh, it was always something I was curious about. And then one day, Amazon, uh, I can't remember if it was .com or .ca, had uh, what they call the Amazon Deal of the Day for series. See, it's kind of hard how they do do it. Um, they, they almost ignore the first uh, dozens of years of Doctor Who and call it series one uh, through, I believe it was four, four series that started in two. two uh, 2005. So I got all those in one bundle and uh, started watching. And right off the bat, probably I got, you know, two, three episodes in and I was just blown away by how incredibly awesome it was and is and continues to be. It is, it's just mind-blowing how good it is. It's a bit, bit, bit uh, difficult to describe the awesomeness of the show. Uh, like, I'm, uh, I don't know if I could do this, but I think I'm, I may even put it above, um, oh, this almost pains me to do it. I think I might put it on the level or above Star Trek. Ah, uh, uh, just so good. And uh, it's funny because I, I remember seeing a picture, uh, a cartoon of a guy uh, sitting down and basically saying, huh, you know what? What's this Doctor Who? I've been hearing so much about it. Let's see what it's all about. And then in the next frame, he's basically uh, dressed as Doctor Who and saying Doctor Who catchphrases and is uh, hooked for life, which can uh, basically describe what happened to me. So there you go. Real life and cartoon mixed together. How I said uh, it's kind of hard to keep track of Doctor Who, especially if you've been watching from the very, very beginning back in the, uh, I think it was 50s. Right now, what I'm considering watching is, what I consider I am watching is season 7. But it's actually like season 30 or whatever, if you count from the very beginning. The uh, current Doctor Who is uh, Mr. Matt Smith, who does an awesome job. I think... If I had to pick a 
<laughs> something cool about uh, Doctor Who is because there have been so many people who played them, um, you can pick your favorite, kind of like James Bond. And another cool thing is they all are within the same continuity because a uh, sort of very cool plot device they have is that when a Doctor Who dies, he is uh, basically regenerated into a uh, new body, which means that you can have different people play Doctor Who throughout the years, which is what they have done. I think uh, it's the 12th right now, if I do recall. Uh, Matt Smith is the 12th Doctor. I think probably, uh, if I had to choose, I think David Tennant may be my favorite uh, Doctor so far, but Matt Smith is, uh, is working his way into my uh, heart, uh, my two hearts. <laughs> That's a good uh, Doctor Who joke, because Doctor Who has two hearts, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, I uh, just started watching Season 7. The uh, one downside of Doctor Who is that they are friggin' expensive to buy. So, that's a shame. Uh, let's see. The first episode we'll talk about is... was called... Uh, I, I wrote down the names of the episodes I watched, which uh, it's not something I have often done on TV Tuesdays, but I really wanted to get into sort of the Doctor Who nitty-gritty here. Uh, because it is such an awesome thing. Uh, oh, you know what? Rating for Doctor Who? Six out of five. The rare, the very rare six out of five for Doctor Who in general. I can't stop saying it. Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Okay, uh, the first episode I watched was, uh, oh, uh, it was called Asylum of the Daleks. The Daleks. <laughs> the Daleks. The Daleks? The Daleks. Uh, asylum, whenever uh, it seems to me you put Asylum in a title, quite often uh, your product is going to be pretty awesome. Batman, Batman Arkham Asylum comes to mind. Nothing else comes to mind. But uh, I'm still going to stick by that point because the Asylum of, <laughs> asylum of the Daleks uh, was a awesome episode. If you are unfamiliar with the race known as the um, see, now I kind of feel like I'm saying it wrong. The Daleks. Maybe it's my Canadian accent. Uh, D-A-L-E-K-S. Daleks? Daleks. <laughs> uh, see, they all have, um, English accents on Doctor Who. So they say it, I feel like I'm saying it differently than them. Uh, probably the reason that this is weird for me is that, uh, I have uh, a fair amount of friends who I all, uh, I love them all wholeheartedly, miss them all, don't get to see them as much as they like, but um, there is not a nerd among them. <laughs> uh, there is to some degree, I I'm over-exaggerating, but nobody of the group who I can talk uh, Doctor Who and Daleks with, which is why I'm not sure if I'm saying it out loud for the first time well. You feel me? So uh, the episode uh, sort of uh, pitted Doctor Who against the race known as the <laughs> the Daleks once again. They are sort of his, uh, at least over the years of episodes I've watched, sort of his arch nemesis. I have to say nemesis. Nemesis. 
because it's not just one specific one, it's like a whole race of beings, basically. Sort of, um, how I would describe them is, uh, sort of like a, a really big, fancy Dyson vacuum-looking robot with, uh, octopus oyster-looking guys inside, although you don't get to see the what they look like inside very often. And they have a catchphrase, which is always nice, Exter- exterminate. <laughs> that is a horrible impression. Exterminate. Exterminate. That's a, that's kind of a Dalek meets uh, Fat Albert there. Exterminate. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, that's embarrassing. Will we edit that out? No, we will not. And uh, once again, pitted against them. And uh, it was really cool. Uh, I did mention at the beginning that there will be spoilers. Uh, I kind of don't want to do it for Doctor Who. Oh, God. Okay, you know what? We are going to make the one and only exception we've ever made on the podcast and not give uh, spoilers for Doctor Who episodes. Oh, it pains me. It pains me because I want to, and it's harder to not do it than it is to do it. But it's just I really want you to listen to this and go out and watch these fresh. Out of anything I have ever said on the podcast that you should go check out, This is getting my A number one stamp of approval for Go Out and Watch It, Please, and uh, come talk to me about it. You can, if you are listening to this and someone who I do not know, send uh, anything Doctor Who related to the the email address provided at the end of the shoe, the really big shoe. Okay, so (laughs) not spoiling it is now difficult, so we'll uh, just say... Uh, Doctor Who put it against the Daleks, and awesomeness ensued, and heartwarmingness, and comedy, and just great stuff. Next episode. Next episode has a title and premise as if a, we're going to go, 10-year-old boy (laughs) came up with the idea, which, uh, to me, is pretty awesome. It is called uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Huh? Huh? (sighs) It's actually, just saying that, reminds me of the uh, web series on the YouTube channel Geek and Sundry called Written by a Kid, in which they take a story that is written by a kid and sort of animate it as the kid narrates it. So, <laughs> this, uh, this was uh, much more uh, well-written <laughs> than one of those, but the idea of dinosaurs on a spaceship... Is something that a kid would come up with, which is, uh, let's go endearing. Yeah, very endearing. Love the episode. Had a, a really good bad guy, kind of a piratey guy, uh, played by an actor who I recognized from something else, and I couldn't place it, but I kind of think he, it was as a pirate that he, he played an actual pirate in something else, and on this he played kind of a space pirate. So... Talk about being typecast, I guess. Pirate, space pirate, poo pirate, you name it. Uh, so, Doctor Who and Company. Uh, you know what? Uh, maybe I should talk a little bit about Company. Or uh, more commonly known as the Companions. Doctor Who is not a lone traveler. He always has, uh, not always, but 97.6% of the time, 
will have one or two what they call uh, companions along with them for the ride. In this case, in this uh, the last little while, last I guess all last season and so far this season, uh, his companions are Rory and oh fuck, uh, Amelia Pond. Whew, almost scared myself with that one. Didn't write down her name so. And they travel through time and space with the Doctor. The Doctor has a, a device, a spaceship called the TARDIS, which stands for, oh, if I get this right, that'll be impressive, Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Ooh, is that right? I think it might be. Uh, it's a what they used to have back in the day, apparently, in England. I'm not sure if they had them here in Canada or the U.S., uh, something called a police call box, basically a phone booth that you could go into and uh, call the police for you. And it's blue, the famous TARDIS blue, which uh, I, I think I mentioned in the very, very first episode of this podcast that the car that I drive every day is TARDIS blue. What? Uh, and now we're finally talking about Doctor Who, so that's cool. Jesus, you know what? Uh, <laughs> we're getting near home and I'm not even... I, I kind of knew that Doctor Who would take me a long time, so, uh, yes. So, maybe we should speed up, uh, and, uh, leave, leave your imagination running on what would happen if you have a friggin' giant, huge, I mean huge, like, there was one point where they were on a beach, uh, like a giant beach, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe a beach, uh, on like a cloudy day. And in every direction, it was beach, and they were actually on the spaceship. And were attacked by pterodactyls. Oh, that's a little spoiler, but just to uh, to give you a little taste of that episode. Awesome, awesome. Watch, watch. Next. Ah. Next episode was called The Power of Three, which uh, doesn't really tell you anything about the episode, whereas <laughs> Dinosaurs on a Spaceship kind of gives it away. This one was really cool. Um, basically, on Earth, little, uh, basically Rubik's Cube-sized cubes, <laughs> black cubes, just started appearing all over the globe, like millions and millions of them. They were kind of filling the streets. They'd be all over your home, just everywhere, just kind of would pop, literally pop into existence. So this happened. And then, uh, basically years passed, or a year passed, and, uh, nothing happened. <laughs> they were just kind of there. People would bring them into their homes and use them as paperweights, or, uh, put post-it notes on them to remind them to get groceries, or things like that. Then, um, chaos ensued. Doctor Who style, hilarious... British comedy, sci-fi, chaos involving tiny black cubes uh, ensued, and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. Try to keep the whole uh, no spoiler thing going. Okay, so those are the three episodes I've watched. I'm gonna probably watch three more uh, this coming weekend. I do believe I I do believe there's three more available. And, uh, shit, I had one other show I wanted to talk about, <laughs> but we're almost home. Well, let's see how quick I could do it. It is, once again, 
it is always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, also, friggin', I'm gonna do it. Don't say I, I never did this. Another six out of five. Why the hell do I have a rating scale to five when I give two sixes in one day? Because I will tell you, this show is the funniest show on TV. Funniest show that I have ever seen, ever. And, uh, well, there you go. When that happens to you, you are allowed to give one above whatever your scale is. That is, uh, if it's not a law, it should be a law. At the very least, a bylaw. Okay, uh, first one was called, uh, Sweet D Gets Audited. Sweet D is, of course, the, basically the only woman on the show. There's the occasional guest, but she is the only every episode woman. Kind of uh, looks like someone I know, but I don't want to say. <laughs> just in case, and she gets audited by the IRS, <laughs> and, oh god, the the main reason I wanted to bring this up, which I'm glad I made time for this, is that uh, she obviously was not reporting things on her taxes, so she was uh, scamming the IRS, <laughs> and the lady from the IRS shows up at her door, and uh, she's on a moped, uh, inside her apartment building, she's on a moped, which right there is weird. But her license plate of her moped was scamming. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I couldn't stop laughing at that. It's making me laugh right now. So, <laughs> when your license plate says scamming, and the IRS people come to see if you're scamming them money, <laughs> that is not good. Alright, so let's move on to uh, Frank's brother. That was the other episode we watched. Uh, in which his brother shows up. Ooh, his brother played by a, a guy, I didn't write down his name, but uh, you'll probably recognize him. A very famous actor. <laughs> the one thing that I wanted to point out from this episode was him and his brother were sort of, uh, sort of over fighting over this woman that they have known since the 60s, 70s, 80s, and kind of always been in love with her and fought over her. The, uh, the woman, a African-American woman, her name was uh, Shadynasty. <laughs> That's funny right there. Uh, both me and the missus laughed heartily at that. But it got even further, funnier because then um, the, the two brothers named a bar after her. And then we got to see the name in writing. And the name Shadynasty... Um, once you see it written down, <sighs> uh, spells out shady nasty. <laughs> so, I know, you have to do the math there and write it out and look at it, but it does make sense. So her name was Shady Nasty, basically. Oh, I couldn't stop laughing at that either. So there's one more episode I wanted to talk about, but uh, I'm at home. So, tough titties, as they say. Ah, oh, fuck going on here, buddy? Trying to pull into my driveway, but someone's blocking it. Here we go. Move out of the way. Keep it moving. Alright, folks. Thank you for listening. That was a fun episode because I talked about shows that I really, really like. And uh, definitely, let's leave off with, please, please go watch Doctor Who. Alright? Do yourself that favor. Do your brain that solid. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening.
This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libra Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper